Not that make your dick hard. That no, actually, that's the that, first that, 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 yeah, that are actually like, that are difficult. Can you come games. in four seconds? Kind yeah. of games. Massacre <laughs> platformers. I, I hate say. them. I hate them too. Yeah. But how do you feel about them? I massacre. It's like one of those monsters from the Dungeons and Dragons monster manual. No, right? I would say something like, <laughs> uh, "Have you ever played? I want to be the guy." No. Okay. Have you ever All played... All these sound like they're trying to make me come. <laughs> have you ever played... Well, speaking of, have you ever played Super Meat Boy? <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> have, have I, I ever? Played? <laughs> um, no, I've never played that game. Uh, it's hard, as it turns out. Okay, so the idea is fair. the kind of games that are hard, right? Uh, so in 1991, uh, a game was released for the NES called Action 52. Action 52 is an unlicensed multi-cart compilation consisting of 52 new and original games spanning a wide variety of genres, guaranteeing to keep the player invested for endless hours of entertainment all on just one cartridge. Shooters, platformers, Action 52 had it all, but the real cherry on top was that the developer... Active Enterprises advertised a grand competition that if anyone brought their game, sorry, if anyone bought their game and went on to complete level eight of Ooze, uh, one of the more notable games yeah, included in the, the pack, games make it come. <laughs> <laughs> that they would be entered into a prize drawing to win $104,000, 52000 in cash, partnered with a scholarship of the same value. An, od <laughs> an oddly specific request for an oddly specific but dope-sounding prize. This was 1991. Yeah, I was about to say, 1991. Yeah, that's like eight years of that's college. A, that's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? That's a lot of money. $50,000 scholarship. <laughs> it all sounded too good to be true, of course. Uh, uh, and that's because it was. What, the game was a fucking broken pile of shit. Uh, all 52 of them? <laughs> all 52 of them. <laughs> the ones that worked, anyway. Uh, noted as one of the worst games of all time, the game was full of so many glitches uh, that most of the games on the compilation didn't even function. Uh, they would freeze or crash due to tons of programming flaws, among other things, uh, and the games that did work weren't even complete, uh, <laughs> leading to levels that would just pretty much go on forever. Uh, <laughs> and like, the ones the that, fuck? like, and the ones outside of that that were actually finished contained so many confusing goals on top of painfully unresponsive controls. Uh, that they and there were only like four buttons. Yeah, exactly. how could there be painfully <laughs> yeah, unresponsive controls? That, up, right? that they could barely even be played in the first place. Um, Ooze, the aforementioned game, uh, was reported to crash on level two, six levels before the prized uh, level eight, making the goal impossible to achieve and the prize impossible to win. Um, I'm looking at yeah. the uh, like the box art for Ooze. I don't want to overuse the word "come," but <laughs> <laughs> what about Cheetah Man? <laughs> Cheetah Man. Have you ever heard of Cheetah Man? Oh, no, right, so is that one of the characters from uh, Spyro? Wasn't there a, che a Cheetah in Spyro? <laughs> <laughs> so Cheetah Man kind of later went on to inspire those games like I Want to Be the Guy and uh, Super Meat Boy. Okay. But, uh, you know, that being said, though, um, this is episode one or two, we'll find out, of Hot Button, a storytelling <laughs> podcast about all things weird and interesting in the world of video games. Uh, I am Randall Beatrice, and I'm here with Austin Blakesley yep. and Chris Anantuano. What up? Am I pronouncing that correctly? No. Uh, no, right. I'm just no I'm right. <laughs> and we're going to talk today about some of the shadiest contests in video game history. Uh, strange and mysterious prizes, undelivered goods, disappointed winners, cheating recipients, and uh, the beautiful media fallout or, com or complete lack thereof that ensued. Um, we have some ridiculous examples here in front of us uh, that we're going to dive into to maybe see what the fuck was going on with these proposed publicity stunts. Yeah, that's insane. In yeah. 1991, for that fucking... 1991, 104... 104. 104. Why four? I don't know. Because it's actually, 52 times two. Two. 
I guess. Holy it's $52, shit. It's yeah. <laughs> more math than anybody put was, into making these games. <laughs> it was action 52, so you got 52,000 cash, 52,000 scholarships. That's 104. <laughs> what would your scholarship be if you won? <laughs> now, the funny thing is, I believe that game later came out on like the Genesis. Uh, there was supposed to be a Super Nintendo version that was canceled, but we'll get back to that later. The Our big topic today is actually we're going to talk about a little game on the original Xbox called Advent Rising. Um, Advent Rising was a sci-fi action adventure and third-person shooter epic, mind you, this is in the days before Mass Effect, uh, that was designed to be pretty much the Star Wars A New Hope of a planned trilogy, a, plan, a planned trilogy to change the way that we look at overarching narratives in games. What um, year did this game come out? This So this game came out in 2005. 2005? Yeah. When so was this Mass Effect? Late 2008. 2008, 2008 yeah. No, so Mass Effect 1 was 2007, I believe. 2007, really? yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which, uh, this, so this is a pretty late Xbox game. This is, because uh, yeah. the 360 came out later in 2005. This came out... Um, Six months before the 360? I think it came out in April. Or no, May. No, March. May. May. It was May. It was May 31st. For what console? What was this Xbox. Xbox. So this was only on the okay. original Xbox. Uh, a PC version did come out shortly after. Um, but so the, the, so the funny thing is the, the first part of this planned trilogy was the only part that ever came out. Uh, and this is after a bunch of delay, delays, obviously. Uh, my fucking computer uh, really likes to zip all the way to the end of the story. <laughs> um, but the... That's actually, we're not going to talk about too much about the, the game itself today. What, what we're going to talk about I is... I am. <laughs> okay, no, get on it. I, like, so, I think I'm the only one that's played it, right? Uh, yeah, I've never played it. I have this. not played it, yeah. I love the shit out of this game. Yeah, okay. <laughs> really? All right. All right. Yeah. Looking at this art, it looks like somebody like fucked up making Halo and put Keanu Reeves as the star. <laughs> it's yeah. like a nightmare. There was a lot of Halo chasing. Fun, fun fact, the star, this game. the star... Uh, of that game was voiced by Will Friedle of Boy Meets World fame. What? Really? Yeah. All the this research game? I did and I did not find that. <laughs> yeah. Fucking wow. All right. So one of the th- uh, so here's what we're going to talk about uh, primarily with this game is okay. that there was a million dollar uh, stepping it up. From you heard that right? Yeah, from 1991. <laughs> A million dollar contest. It was a proposition inviting players into this weird little game of hide and seek within the larger game itself. Okay. Um, a bit of backstory in the game, obviously, first, though, which this blew my mind. And, and Austin, you may know this, but and I'm sure have, you do. I think I have something to say about that. Okay, too. so Advent Rising was actually developed by a graphic design studio. They were like an advertising, like, really? basically, team. They're what? called Glyph... Uh, Glyph-X. Glyph-X, yeah. Incorporated. Which, yeah. uh, not uncommon. Uh, really? Two, two other games you might have heard of, uh, Two Worlds... Two yes, worlds. I have yeah, heard of Two Worlds. worlds was developed by, I want to say, a bunch of rocket, like, literal rocket scientists <laughs> who, were, who played video games in their what? spare time and made a video game company. Uh, <laughs> also... Oh, wow. Wait, also, like rocket science wasn't complicated enough. Yeah. Also, another game not made by rocket scientists, Kerbal Space Program, was... <laughs> Wait, was, that wasn't made by rocket scientists? It was made by one rocket scientist, but oh, okay, it was made by another company whose job was... Um, it's a good ass game. Interactive ads. So in the early oh, days of the internet, okay. when they would have like those little pop-up ads that were games that you could play. Oh shit! That, yeah, yeah. that company started out making those, and one of the guys was like, "I'm real into spaceships. You guys want to do some shit?" And then that's how Kerbal Space Program came to be. Man, so I- like. 
Uh, yeah, like that's like nuts. technology companies trying their hand at video games in like the mid two thousands. Not unheard crazy? of. Yeah. No. Okay. So wild. so this uh, this studio so they made promotional materials essentially for other games. They did everything from videos to cinematics to artwork for years uh, until they decided to go into development themselves. Okay. Um, so like thirty eight studios that we talked about before, this was the only real product that they ever produced and released. Um, which is kind of funny because like they, considering what their main line of work was, was, was promotions, which is, I guess, like where the sort of contest comes in. Um, but I guess later they would, this, that's what they would be remembered for the most anyway. So like, yeah, like that is like the million dollar contest was, is kind of. So basically this was like, they were like. I've got an idea for a promotion. We should build a game around it. So <laughs> here's here's where my little interesting tidbits come in. Mm-hmm. Two things. Number yeah. one, Advent Rising, co-written by noted racist Orson Scott Card. <laughs> um, I do have that, yes. yes. Um, Who later went on to uh, write Shadow Complex as well. Interesting fact. Great game. Glyphex, founded by the Mustard Brothers... The what lead designer of Advent Rising is a guy named Donald Mustard. Donald Mustard later went on to found Chair, who, that was the best who name made he could Shadow Complex. Okay. So Donald Mustard also d- designed Shadow Complex, okay. which was the whole reason I bought Shadow Complex, because I knew it was the Advent Rising guy. Really? Jeez. Later on... I only to, bought the game because I saw you playing it, and yeah. I was like, that looks real dope, and then bought it. Later <laughs> on, went to make a, a mobile series called Infinity Blade for the iPhone. I've heard Infinity people, Blade, yeah. People talk a lot too. about that yes. game. I'm looking at more Advent Rising cover art, and it's funny that you said noted racist, because it looks like Richard Spencer holding a sci-fi woman <laughs> in the midst of like yeah. some uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> epic background. Um, okay, so then... And Infinity Blade got so popular that Epic Games bought Chair. Never heard of it. Donald yeah. Mustard What's, is now do? the head, the creative director of worldwide development for Epic Games and also a lead designer on a little game you might have heard of called Fortnite. God. We're not going to have an episode that Fortnite doesn't come up. That's going to be the I'm going to make it my mission. Fortnite keeps showing up. up. But no, like legitimately... Advent Rising is the reason Fortnite is the most popular game in the world right that's now. If you think back, <laughs> that's if you think back crazy. on it. And a guy named whose last name is Mustard is involved. <laughs> it's a good first yes. name. Or last name. Yeah, right, if so, I ever wanted somebody to be strangled in a specific room with a specific tool, it's so this guy. Thing. This this studio, they they did illustrations uh, and, and like they worked in advertising and stuff for years. Yeah. So they did stuff for Diablo 2, the Legacy of Kane games, Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance, which was like the first like 3D Mortal Kombat, some Spider-Man and Star Trek games, including the Spider-Man 2 games. So one 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 interesting tidbit, I will say these guys were fucking dynamite at their job. Oh, like this making box Advent art Rising is guys? the only time I've ever gone into a GameStop and they're shitty. GameStop TV has worked on me because I went in. I mean, with, you were like also fifteen. It was, at it the was time. May, and I my birthday is in April, so I right. went in with a bunch of gift cards I got for my birthday, not knowing what to buy, and their fucking trailer for Advent sold Rising me sold me on the game. Okay, so I, if I had an Xbox at the time, I, mean, I probably would have considered it. I so th- they also did stuff for Unreal Tournament uh, two in two thousand three. I think Epic. the second Vigilante eight. Um, most of these were Vigilante eight. Vigilante eight. Yeah, yeah that twisted metal. Thing. So like most um, most of these were just uh, like adverts, but like some actually like they they worked on cover art uh, for boxes and stuff like that too. They did some E three banners and stuff like that. Fine work, I'm I'm sure. Like most of those games I I reference like sold pretty well. Around the mid two thousands is maybe two thousand three two thousand four. They decided that they wanted to try their hand at game design itself rather than just help other companies show off their shit forever. Um, 
Which, if you have the money and the connections, like, why not? Like, unlike 38, these guys yeah, sure. have once, been living and breathing games since the 90s. So. Yeah, but still, this is once again a scenario where it's like, oh, man, we have some money. No, but let's <laughs> make a video game. They had inroads with people like Epic and Blizzard, so. Yeah. Yeah. Which, Which even both if they're failed companies, ads, yeah, as we know. Nobody's yeah. ever heard of them ever again. No. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so this this probably explained why they dreamed so big for that first release. Like, like Halo at this point, this is, to that, like, the Halo was the talk of the town. Like this, yeah. like I think they started to sort of get into game development before Halo Two came out. But like Halo One was all anybody was talking about in the original Xbox. Halo Two was all anybody was talking about when it, you know, around the time that these guys. Yeah, first it's started, like Halo like, One, but you can hold a gun in two hands. So I can see why people Dual- really like, was Dual- really not that. in Halo One at all. That was only no, in two. Halo okay, two. Akimbo. There, uh, th- that's going back to their game Marathon, I guess. Right, that had the wielding in it. Um, yeah, I don't care. Bungie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> bun, bun, yeah. Sorry, I'm a salty Destiny fan. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, as somebody who invested a lot of hours in Destiny, Destiny, how do you really feel about Bungie? <laughs> Many thousands of hours. <laughs> so, so, so the funny thing is, like, um, Microsoft was obviously like really easy, eager to get behind another game that was like, m- like Halo. Like they wanted, they wanted another Halo. Yeah. Uh, same with uh, a guy named Ken Gold. He was the vice president of marketing over at publisher Majesco. Um, who, which, I mean, Majesco would later cease up full operations in 2016. Did they ever they, do anything? They only to come back a year later. They came back apparently last year after a merger and a major downscale. They released a game on Steam or something. But for the most part, like, you know, they were pretty much done at that point. What do you get? But, so, I don't know. Are you, you can keep talking about Majesco, but I have a thing to say. Majesco about, have published a lot of I have a thing to say games. about Majesco. Okay. Very interesting fact. So, Majesco was one of those companies that had good intentions because they used to make dope games and then they used to not make a lot of money on them. Yeah. And they used to fund that by making shitty-ass kids' games. So Majesco... The THQ... uh, Yes, exactly. So Majesco made things like the original Cooking Mama... Yo, made a couple. Did they really? Made a couple Halo or not Halo? Hello Kitty games. They made a bunch of licensed Cartoon Network games. They made the That's Zumba right. games for Connect. They also made that NBA Baller Beats game for Connect. Oh, the, that was a Connect game where you literally bounced a basketball in rhythm to like Interpol and Santa yeah. Gold and stuff like that. Yeah. Such a fucking weird. Yeah, I don't okay. When I think NBA, I think you Interpol. think Interpol. Yeah, that's, that's what <laughs> so, I think. But uh, Jesco is also failed Spider-Man villain with a fishbowl for the head. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so they had um, they had a string of uh, I'll say cult hits. All in a that row. That's a good way to describe um, it. Because, and these t- two of these games will come up later, and one of them we're talking about. In March of 2005, Phantom Dust came out. Yes. Which I don't know if you guys have heard of Phantom Dust. Huge cult hit. Yeah. No, it's never a even game, heard of it. I'm a, also not a cult, so <laughs> <laughs> that was so bad. Sorry, <laughs> keep going. Uh, so Phantom Dust came out in March of uh, 2005. Psychonauts. Wow, that was like right before all this. Yeah, yeah. Psychonauts came right. out in April of 2005. Oh, they caught the brunt of it. Yeah. yeah, and then Advent Rising came out in May of 2005. Yes. So they had three months of games that got okay reviews, but are now fought, well, maybe not Advent Rising, but Santa Dust and Psychonauts are two of the biggest Oh, Psychonauts is, is, yeah, exactly. has a lot of reference history. now. Yeah. Um, but... Those three games coupled with the, this contest, which we're going to talk about, led to a lot of money trouble for Majesco. So, yes. they, ba- so they backed off making real games for a very Around long time, time and focused more on the, the shit. The shovelware for Wii, they were big on that too. Um, Why not but, take advantage of it? Uh, are you familiar with a movie called Grandma's Boy? 
Yeah. Oh, okay, God. you know the game in Grandma's Boy? I that was like a Predator sequel or something. They were it's called about. Demonic. That was the name of the game in the... No, ne- that was the, the name of the, of the real movie. game. That was the name of the actual thing? So, there was a game called Demonic being developed and published by Majesco. Fuck. And after the failures of Phantom Dust, Psychonauts, and Advent Rising, Majesco canceled Demonic and sold all the assets to the film studio that made Grandma's Boy. No That's shit. why that movie <laughs> is in the movie, or that game is in yes. the movie Grandma's Boy because uh, of this contest. That's another <laughs> fun fact. That, that, movie's, that, movie, that movie's also terrible. It's got yeah. his fingers in film and in Fortnite. That movie, that movie is the reason that anybody knows the band Fisher Spooner exists, though. So, um, so what's funny is. Uh, at this point, like they, they were having support uh, from all directions. Uh, this included, obviously, as also mentioned, or the credit of Orson Scott Card, uh, who noted wrote, racist, <laughs> who wrote Ender's Game and its sequels. Um, which, which weirdly enough, this game shares a lot of references to. There's to, like to Ender's to game? Ender's Game, yeah, like the, like a lot of the names of like enemies and I think weapons and stuff like that like came from Ender's Game. There was supposed to be a book. There was there were comics which I will get into there that. were there were comics yeah. but, uh, but he he wrote the script not the story yeah yeah there was a there was a so Shadow Complex was also written by Orson Scott Card yes because Donald Muster huge Ender's Game fan so he got Orson Scott Card to write this and was going to have him write a follow up book series what do you think he thought of the new movie and then that got canceled <laughs> he I don't know he probably didn't like that there was other races in it <laughs> and then he. Uh, <laughs> And then he later, um, so then they later made Shadow Complex, and Shadow Complex was the realization of the deal they originally made with Advent Rising. Okay. Which is Orson Scott Card wrote a whole series of books, and Shadow Complex takes place in the background of that series. Really? It's called Empire, I believe. It's stupid. Okay. I assume that's where, like, the org- that evil organization from yes. Shadow Complex exists. Exactly. All right, so he wrote the script, not the story. They had some... Um, they had some pretty recognized composers uh, working on the score for this thing. They did this massive like orchestra, uh, orchestra like together. Like I think their names were, which I'm gonna butcher this pronunciation. You're Italian, so you'll have to forgive me. Tommy Tallarico and Emmanuel Frattini. You know, uh, Frattiani. You don't know who Tommy Tallarico is? No. He's one half of Electric Playground on G4. Wait, really? And Judgment Day. You remember those shows? Fuck yeah, I do. Yeah, Judgment Holy Day. Shit. Yeah. yeah. Tommy Taller. There's a very funny video. I am the sorry, audience Tommy. at home can look this up. The, the review on Judgment Day of Advent Rising is hilarious because it's the Victor Lucas, the other guy, and right, Tommy yeah, Tallarico. Yeah, yeah. And the only thing Tommy Tallarico talks about the whole time is how good the footsteps in the game sound because apparently it took him way too long <laughs> to get a good sound sample of wow. footsteps on metal. They should have taken God. it from uh, Eternal Darkness. That yeah, when footsteps. developing a game, always focus on how footsteps sound on metal over completing the actual <laughs> game. <laughs> Yeah. So, th- so this, um, that score actually, I think later went on to win a few award uh, awards. He is a very good composer. Really, oh, yeah. I believe it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I, could, I think they still uh, work in video game composition, but I'm not. He's sure. he's the he's the the guy that founded that video game orchestra thing that does like concerts. And oh the yeah, plays they're actually stuff. I think called the video game orchestra. Yeah. They play packs. And he's stuff like the conductor game. of that. Just, okay, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. So super super hyped, obviously. Similar to Kings of Amalur. Uh, they had a huge advertising campaign for this thing, 
And, and I fell for it. And, and I know. I, I mean, I almost did too you because sucker. I remember they had promotions of the shit in movie theaters, which I totally remember. Like, I, I like like when I saw movies back in the day, like with my parents, like I remember seeing fucking trailers for this movie on the big screen, which was like crazy seeing as a kid seeing like movies on the big screen like that. Yeah, you mean video or games? Video games. Yeah, video games yeah, yeah. Sorry, but they they had tons of TV spots uh, and commercials and stuff for this thing as well. And I mentioned that comic. Um, Stuff like that. But all this was whatever. Uh, who cares? Because, like, the real thing that we're here to talk about is the contest. Like, cause the, yeah. that is, which was the, the ultimate promotion tool of them all. Like, wind of this competition pretty much overshadowed the entire game's launch. Like, especially because it, they announced it a month before the game came out. With, and so, like, all the attention was pretty much on this, this, this sweet, sweet million-dollar grand prize. Yeah. Um, so, the funny thing is, like, how exactly were you able to win this million dollars? Um... Uh, here are the official rules, essentially. Uh, they they called it, there was a campaign, it was called The Race to Save Humanity, which is, it's, that's Which, great. Well, if you were uh, asking uh, the writers, white. I, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know where you want me to insert this, but I will get into why that's a really dumb name. No, get want. on it. Yeah, okay. So the story. The Race to Save Humanity. The story of that game is fucking bonkers. <laughs> uh, it's like mass. It's like Mass Effect on steroids and coke. <laughs> like it's, uh, and the game literally start. The opening of the game is like you on like a futuristic Earth with right. like your wife and stuff, and then like alien. This other alien race comes and just obliterates ninety nine point nine percent of humanity. Sick. So the Not rest much of humanity left to save, <laughs> and then you say. and then you later find out that that humans are actually a god race that never tapped into their full potential. Boo! Yeah. And then this alien race came to kill all the humans, but they f almost made it, but they failed, and there were a couple humans left because this other alien race came to save humanity, and then they saved the main character. And his wife, who are the two people in that poster that you were... Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then they teach him how to be a god. And then they go to, like, this weird, uh, this peaceful nasty. summit of all the alien races and show off how humanity is, like, godlike. And then... Yay, check how big our dicks are. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're telling me this is the guy who wrote Ender's Game? Check yeah. out these tits. <laughs> you guys don't have that. All right, so you, you, do you guys want to hear the rules for this contest? Yes. Okay, god. so... Step one, step one of this million dollar uh, thing. So step one was that you had to be, you had to buy, uh, all right, so um, you had to be one of the first 500,000 buyers of this game. Okay. Yeah? All right, so pretty good sales technique, right? Uh, if you wanted to GameStop and you're Austin, check. You're looking at one of them right <laughs> now. Right? So an e the easiest way to tell, obviously, right off the bat that you're on the right track was that they had a little sticker on the box. Still, Say I still have yes, my game case with the sticker on it. That, that, says, that disc was eligible. Yes. It, only, it, it kind of, it's reminiscent of, um, do you remember when they put uh, the, the Halo 3 beta on Crackdown? Yeah. The first the first run of Crackdown. So, like, that was a real, it, it was, I mean, it was. A, it's a good marketing strategy, like, and, and I'm pretty sure that like, the stickers were like imprinted onto the. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah, uh, into the My case thing. still has it on there. <laughs> the yeah. second step, mind you, this is 2005, was to become a member of Xbox Live. Um, if you weren't a member of Xbox Live at that point, those marked copies came with two free months. Hell yeah, okay. yeah. Which yeah. again, that's a Hell fucking yeah. good strategy. Like <laughs> it actually is. Guess who signed up for Xbox Live and. <laughs> Was that the game that actually? No, okay. it came out. Halo after, Two came out. It in came 04. out after Halo Two, but that was before they the trials were only for new accounts. So I got a free two months out of it. <laughs> nice. You just yeah, added that yeah. to. Well, did you? What was your first gamer tag? Did it have numbers in it? 
No, it's just Orphan. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. that's how early been. he was. He didn't have to have yeah. numbers. Classic. He didn't Jeez. need X's or underscores or anything. Yeah. So this, like, see what I mean about Microsoft, like being like super big into this at the time. There was a lot of parties, pretty much. Oh more. hell yeah, they were and pushing Xbox Live. Of course, like yeah, like, and this, and it's. I mean, it was a good idea. So the the funny thing is, um, the game came out on May thirty first, but the contest itself didn't officially start till the 9th uh, of June, the next month. Uh, which gave people enough time to basically create accounts or log into their, you know, their new ones or their old ones, so they could receive the patch in June that would kick off the race for this prize. Okay, the race um, to save humanity. The race to save humanity. Yeah. So I was already here's, dead. Here's the, here's the here's the third and most important step. Once that patch was downloaded, um, which is it's that's that's a really ambitious kind of idea. Like in in 2005. It would plant a hidden A, uh, as in the letter, icon, Easter egg, somewhere within the campaign of the game. Oh, because A. Yeah, the Rising. Game yeah. An a. Can you spell? Yeah, well, that's yeah, brilliant. It's, it's pretty good. It's, <laughs> it, yeah, I don't, I don't know what they... Like, the anarchy. So it, it means... Um, so basically, like, they, they would add secrets, like, week after week. But according to the press release, there was a press release I found on NeoGAF that Majesco put out. That basically they were set to distribute clues online as to which level the icon would reside in. Okay. Um, for like every time they would update, like triggering the race pretty much every week. Okay. So they would come out and be like, this is the level that has the symbol, and then everybody would like, you know, race to get it. Theoretically, that was their yeah. that was their fucking plan. Um, I assume at this point too that the like I, I can't speak for you, obviously, but it's like I like the player was pretty much expected to have probably completed the game at this point. Yeah, it had a level select thing. Okay, okay. I, I, like, I didn't know that. And so each, like, each time they did. patched in a new thing, it was... Eat. To go back and play. There was like as many levels as there were weeks in the contest or something like that. I don't exactly remember, but it was like week one was level one and et cetera, et cetera. Okay, okay. that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. The extra week, I, I'm sure, between the release and the beginning of this contest uh, was kind of like probably to give you time to beat the game as well. Yeah. Accor like, according to howlongtobeat.com, the game is probably uh, clocked in about in a modest like eight hours or so. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you could probably take a little longer to like explore some stuff, but that that seemed to be the, the length of the game. Uh, yeah, perfect, take, perfect for me. It takes but. longer if you're trying to get rich. <laughs> <laughs> but they... Um, yeah, they they definitely like had this. They, like it seemed like they it seemed like they kind of knew what they were doing, uh, but this was perfect for people to be ready in time. Yeah. Um, the final step. This is the last step. Was once you actually worked hard enough or were lucky enough to find one of those icons, one of those A icons, uh, you would receive a code, and at that point. You would take said code and enter it in over at the official Event Rising website yeah. using your gamer tag so they knew who you were. Mm -hmm. um, and once a winner for that week was verified via an announcement online, they um, then basically, like, they would say, like, the following week the race would begin all yeah, over again. Yeah, we'd like to announce this month's winner, Big Bongs 420, has found the A in level two. No, this week's winner. Oh, yeah, yeah. sorry, this week's so winner. So, Weed Lord Boner Hitler, 69, 69, <laughs> yeah. would win one week. Uh, so, you, so here's the thing. You had to be the first person to get this. If you wanted to win money. If, yeah. you want, if you wanted to win uh, any of the actual well, Yeah, I'm cash trying to win a million dollars. But here's the funny thing. Fuck like, video games. When, you, when somebody <laughs> entered in the correct code, the money chase for that week was over. However, they had, they had a bunch of uh, uh, subsequent codes afterwards that could still be submitted if you, like, for less prizes if you were one of the, like, if you were late to the game, essentially. Yeah. Like, if you were the second or third person to enter in that code, they still wanted to provide some incentive for you to keep doing this. Yeah. Which, which is a, you know, it's a good idea, but... 
So basically, like, one exclusive code would be generated at a time, which was the best way to stop players from sharing it uh, if they ever found it. Although, to be honest, like, I'm not really sure how the rules uh, were for those that maybe tried to, like, work collaboratively with others, yeah. which we'll later find out, like, kind of ended up being a huge part of the problem. <laughs> not that there would be a huge incentive in sharing the stuff once you found it. Um, but whoever actually enters, who's ever first enter the right code in the site is the one who gets the credit. Yeah. Um, yeah. But those who wanted to get some maybe sweet merch, uh, could probably cheat it fairly easily. Um, you know, fuck merch though. I want to win a million dollars. Oh yeah. No, wait till you find out what the merch is because the, the merch is great. Uh, you'll think twice about that million dollars when I tell you, when I tell you about the sweet merch. Um, so like after uh, after that was done, they, they like so those were all the steps needed. At that at that point, it was pretty much kind of like a waiting game. Yeah. Um, Majesco stated that once the submissions were in, the cutoff of the contest was August fifteenth, uh, which was uh, a six week long kind of endeavor. At this point, um, they would take the results of each week, uh, starting with like there, there would basically be like one winner a week. Uh, so in the end, I guess there were either six winners or less because if you if you won one week, you could you could theoretically win again. Yeah. So if you if you were you know if you dug through that game enough to find one symbol, there's there was nothing in the 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 rule stating you couldn't be this the same person that found the well, symbol no, that's, again and again. It wasn't you. There was no million dollar prize. It was a million, was a million dollars, dollars worth of prizes. Up. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure. Okay. So like. Theoretically, in order to win a million dollars, you would have to be the person that found it first every time. I okay, because oh. well, from what I found, it said that there were apparently, if you if week one was ten k, week two was twenty thousand dollars, week two was thirty thousand dollars, yeah, week three uh, was thirty thousand, uh, week four seventy three thousand for some reason. I'm week not sure five was fifty k, but here's the thing: the week six was the one that where the rest of the money would be distributed. Yeah, because I'm um, assuming that was the last one. That was the last one. Yeah, There was a lot of power behind this fucking contest, and that's a really interesting way to sell a game. But here's the funny thing. is, like, if you were one of those secondary recipients, you were entered into a raffle to win, like, this random assortment of other prizes that they have. And and these prizes were kind of all over the spectrum of what yeah, you would like consider sick significant. Mug. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like sick mug. mug. <laughs> Um, this included a 12-month subscription to Xbox Live, you know, to go along with that sweet two-month that you got for of buying course. the game. That's 14 um, months. An official, I think the company, what was the company that made uh, strategy guides? Brady? Prima. Brady. Prima. Those yeah, are the Brady. two. Prima or Brady? I think it was Brady. Brady made official Advent Rising strategy guides, you know, because you really need that after, at this point, you're, I've already ripped the game apart to fucking find a, yeah. a symbol. What I need most now is a top-down view of the map. <laughs> That shows me yeah. nothing at Tells all. Tells you where you're the enemy is. <laughs> Licensed Xbox controllers from Radica, which I assume they're shitty, like third party paddles that have been like reskinned. That probably has like a a thing on it that says <laughs> that it's from the game. I don't know. But best of all, you ready? Wait for it. Sobe water paraphernalia. 
What? Yeah. So uh, one of the secondary con- one of the secondary prizes that they were like really pushing at the time was a Sobe branded refrigerator with complete with a one year supply of Sobe drinks. Oh shit! Nothing else pairs with a twelve month Xbox Live subscription with than a so fucking Sobe branded mini fridge. So I, here's the other thing: I have no idea how much a one year supply really what that means. Like they could say it's a drink a week or a drink a day. Like you've ever read about those contests of people who mm-hmm. win a lifetime supply of Pringles and they get like 10 of them because you're not supposed to eat more than that in a lifetime. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's it, 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 like that could be. So we're talking about those glass bottles, the lizard. Yes. Right? Yes. That's yeah, I think it's like still, a gecko. Is it still around anymore? Yes. It is. It's owned by Pepsi now. I think so. Yeah. Pepsi, they're doing good, right? Yeah. Ah, right. Who knows? <laughs> holding, <laughs> holding steady at number two. <laughs> That glorious silver medal. Yo, shots fired. Well, here's the other thing. You didn't, you didn't <laughs> come at me, bro. <laughs> you didn't only get a fridge uh, branded. You got a Sobe branded guitar. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, man. There's a kid somewhere if he won this. Playing with a year supply of Sobe. Playing his sick guitar Well, we'll get to that later because none of this fucking shit was delivered. So, so, here's, so here's the funny thing, too. I, they didn't, I, I tried to look through the term of service. I could not find what guitar it was. So I have, yeah. it's probably... Funny story about this, I'm pretty sure I entered in one of these codes and got like a shirt. Like okay. a, like a Sobe, shirts? Like yeah. a Sobe Life Water shirt. Do you still have it? No, I never got it. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. <laughs> it's definitely I'll, Yamaha, by I'll get the way. To, I'll get to that when you get All later right, on. because I have that in here in the prize. The prizes also include golf bags, MP3 players, yeah, T-shirts. What more speaks to the gamer within than a than fucking a Sobe golf Water bag. golf bag? <laughs> yeah, fucking A. Yeah, um, I want to go golfing, but I want everybody to know how extreme and, I am. <laughs> and obviously, last but not least, our cash rewards, which I mentioned before, but like I think the sixth week was the one that had the the acclaimed. I, I guess it's not million dollars, but whatever. It might have been. I'm pretty sure it was like nine hundred thousand or something like that. Yeah, I mean, with taxes and everything, it's all fucked anyway, right? So yeah, yeah. but but that's basically where. And who knows how much Sobe Water gets. From that, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, <I'm assuming laughs> water gets the water tax. So, quick sidebar, by the way, and uh, this is gonna be a weird little thing. Uh, so, the, the contest wasn't still without its own stipulations. Uh, for starters, you um, you had to be over the age of thirteen. Makes sense. Teen rated game, whatever. Yo, I was fifteen. Oh, so you were eligible. I was eligible. Yeah. Prime sick water drinking age. Yeah, yeah that's saying. true. The, uh, the contest was yeah, also... I was, I was um, down in Sobe Life Water every day. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the, the contest was also only on Xbox. I think the PC version came out uh, too late. Like, yep. I think the, by then, the race was already going on. Plus, people would have hacked the shit out of that oh, game. Oh, yeah, that's also true. <laughs> now, here's the weird thing. Despite the fact that the game was open to both uh, Canadians and uh, Americans in the... the, the uh, in North America, the, the the fucking the race was bizarrely void in both the states of Vermont and Rhode Island, uh, or no, Vermont and Maryland. I'm okay. sorry, uh, as well as the Quebec province in Canada. I don't, I don't. So rendering all of these prizes not eligible in these locations. I have no idea why. It wasn't eligible. Maryland's got some weird tax laws because like all those rich fucks in D.C. like to live okay. in the corners of Maryland. I, I, I figured but it was also there's like a lot that. of water in Maryland so what's the point of entering a contest that's very water involved when you live on that much? <laughs> I don't know what legal holdups there were in these territories that would have prevented that kind of thing but like nothing really tangible came up to me. If anybody has answers I would like seriously love to know not to like request the audience to have to do research on their own but like if anybody has thoughts as to under as to like why this is the way it is uh 
they probably know much more than I would. Yeah, if you're a Maryland resident, write in. Yeah, if you're listening you're in Vermont, Maryland, up. or <laughs> Quebec. Um, it's Quebec, sir. Is it is it Quebec or Quebec? Quebec. Quebec. Great, there goes the whole French audience. Yeah. <laughs> That's really insensitive. <laughs> um, all right, so without further ado, uh, let's see where this contest went wrong, pretty much from the start. Wait, what? Yeah, who did wrong? Yeah, who did like day one? Uh, so according to Majesco's official message boards, there were questions and technical issues like all over their fucking um, their site, like uh, like from the moment this, that this shit was announced. Yeah. Uh, the first being of what I mentioned earlier about sharing prizes. Yeah. There wasn't really a lot of protection in place to prevent the passing of codes along to friends for an inside job, or or, or even if you wanted to like post the shit online to the general public to really ignite the race for second, third, fourth, yeah. whatever. Like it's the, the collaborative effort to tear this game apart was kind of appealing because if like, how would contest runners even know, uh, that a money prize was being split between like a dozen people who were dedicating to all yeah, the time exactly. to like tearing the shit. It's apart. chaos. Thanks it's God chaos. Manson was behind bars. We don't need another race war. So. <laughs> <laughs> they, so they might not even have expected, each icon to be found by one person, let alone like a whole dedicated team. But, uh, this is the best part of it. So I Austin brought this up to me earlier. And this was, this was so brilliant when I read about this, they didn't take fucking time zones into consideration. So, so like considering that this, this, this whole thing was a race, uh, basically to like hunt the game for clues. Yeah. Having your fucking console patch at a significantly later time than everyone else's felt like a pretty goddamn unfair way to lose. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, so like after, especially because the hunts online were all getting posted at the same time. Yeah. So Majesco would like, would blast out their information online and then, uh, like everybody would pretty much, be waiting for this patch to come through once that stuff was in the game. Yeah. But it didn't happen at the same time. <laughs> so like you had naturally, you had people online who are like sharing information and taunting other people who weren't in the same fucking time zone. What the fuck? Yeah. Like it's, it's okay. Time zones have always been around for 250 years. <laughs> That's something we should just, just caught up on. <laughs> Like, so, but here's the thing. They still went along with it anyway. Like, warts and all. Like, the, the problems occurring, like, so by the time the second um, plan download was set to come out, uh, they suspended it. Like, like I guess, like, enough, basically, feedback kind of happened at that point. Like, two weeks into this contest, <laughs> the they, they, decided, they decided to call it. Yeah, which is... It's all coming together, guys. <laughs> <laughs> And, and this is where it gets, like, so, like, a couple hours went by after they suspended it with no news or updates about the contest or what was going to happen to fix it. Yeah. And then those hours pretty much turned into days. Those, day turned, those days turned into weeks. And if and, you're in a different time zone, those yeah, days turned a, into longer days. Fortnite, shorter days. Uh, <laughs> Fortnite. Nice. Uh, this all leading up to pretty much, like, the quiet cancellation of the whole thing. Uh, and they did that on two weeks in. Yeah, and they did that. No, here's the funny thing: is they waited until August 18th, three days after the con the said contest was to be over, to actually so, cancel. So they just left people in the dark for four periods of this fucking contest. Pretty much, contest. yeah, absolutely. And and they didn't make an announcement at all that they were they were still patching the game or anything. Like it it it, it was kind of a a perfect storm of bullshit. Holy shit! Yeah, and the the statement issued by Majesco uh, for reason of the sudden end of the race. Um, 
Here, can I take a shot at what the thing must have been? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'll I'll have you paraphrase, and then I'll read the statement verbatim. Yeah, I have no idea what it is, but I'm assuming it's like, hey, guys, (laughs) if you rode your skateboard down to the shop drinking sobe water... Uh, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, you get here to see the contest. Turns out, fuck you. We're out of water. <laughs> no more water. No uh, more contest. The Sobe wells all dried up. <laughs> the gecko's dead. They so they, they, they this was their statement. They said uh, so that it was not technically feasible. Uh, it was not a technically feasible solution that would allow the contest to continue in a fair and secure manner. Because um, ha- hackers at this point were also a huge fear because. If you have a million dollars at stake... If they couldn't predict time zones, they couldn't predict hackers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, So here, you want to know what they're... Turns out there's these things called computers, guys. (laughs) We didn't predict that uh, people would be using them in interesting ways. Here's the thing. You want to know what their solution was to make amends for their shortcomings? Pour water on the computer. Hurry. (laughs) Oh, it's better than that. All right, so you got your choice of two... Count them two free games of the Eligible Five from the vast Majesco library of the original Xbox. This included Blood Rain 2, Guilty Gear X2 Reload, uh, as Austin mentioned, Psychonauts and Phantom Dust, as well as uh, a game called Raises Hell. Yeah, and you know, I got two of those games. Which two did you get? I got uh, Psychonauts and Raises Hell. One of those is good. Raises Hell was uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I thought you were going to say Raisin's Hell. No. Ra- so Raisin's Hell was like a it was like a platformer, but it was like a it, it was trying. It was. Do you remember Conker's Bad Fur Day? Yeah. It, it, but I'm sorry, I guess nothing about what Hell would be like for a raisin. <laughs> <laughs> the California la- Raisin also had its own game. So. Yeah, they just keep getting pumped full of water. It's like you're all grapes for eternity. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the here's the funny thing too. The the this also required you to send in the game's USP or uh, UPC along with your gamer tag. But like, aren't UPC codes universal for the most part? I have no idea. Isn't that yeah, just the product have, code for the game? They're like uniquely marked. Yeah, depending so, on like the store, right? Yeah. So that you when you cut it out and send it in, it has like a logo on it. You like can't... a fucking cereal box. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> so. <laughs> So here's the thing. This whole thing screams cereal box competition to begin with. This is all fine and all, but you know what those um, five game games don't equal up to? A million dollars. A million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Or they don't even eat up. They don't even like, that's not even a fridge full of sobe water. (laughs) (laughs) How many waters is this contest worth? Majesco didn't even make enough money off of those five games to pay somebody a million dollars if they won the contest. (laughs) Yeah, where was this water? Oh, sorry. Sorry. This was quite the bummer. This was quite the bummer, by the way, for those that bought the game solely for this purpose, which there were tons of people that did. Like, there were were people that, like, didn't even actually care. I enjoyed the game. Sure. Um,. Because here's the thing, upon release... You were thirsty for more. I got a a million dollars worth of joy out of it. How much soapy water worth of joy did you get out of it? Uh, A lot. I don't know. I couldn't name a single flavor. Honestly, I thought it was more like Snapple. Didn't they have multi... Yeah, it is. You're confusing those with the elements flavors. No. Well, like Sobe, camel cigarettes? Sobe's just like Snapple. Yeah, just like uh, it's camel cigarettes. <laughs> it is just like Snapple. I thought yeah. it was like vitamin water. It's, it's, 
It's extreme vitamin water. It had like how extreme are we talking? Yeah, it vitamin like, water doesn't offer a mini fridge up to play your games with with your guitar. Okay, <laughs> it, had, it had like guarine and taurine and shit in it. It was like energy drink snapple. It sounds energetic. That's a fucking nightmare. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so upon release of uh, Advent Rising, it, it received. Mixed reviews. It scored about a 68 on both game rankings and Metacritic. What do you think about that? Those guys are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> but th- here's the thing. He, those that liked the game loved it. Like Hell People yeah, were pretty divisive on it. It, it was it, uh, So like the most common complaints were about like bugs and people were explaining... Uh, people were complaining about things like the game freezing and some random spikes in difficulty. But... Yeah, yeah so not random spikes in difficulty. That game had sheets. Like I, cheat code sheets? Yeah. Like, like, hit, like, hit, like, A, B, B, A, B, X, Y. Like, straight up GTA style. Yeah. And I had a God Mode cheat, and I may or may not have used the God Mode cheat to beat the game because the ending was too hard. I mean, that was before achievements, so the world would never know. Yeah, who cares? You know what it wasn't before? Million dollar contest. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, they fucking put a million dollar contest in the game and then put a cheat I mean, it was all about finding a thing. Yeah, hypothetically, God mode wouldn't matter if you're just, like, searching for It makes it easier, I assume. Yeah, well, everybody's on a level. It's like like steroids in baseball. Everybody's on a level playing field. There's nothing (laughs) wrong with it. (laughs) Yeah, right. So, that being said... um, a lot of players, uh, tr- they, they truly enjoyed a lot of aspects of the game, as also mentioned. Like, people really liked the visual design and some of the characters and the, and, and the soundtrack. But, and I think the PC version actually later came out to score a little better. Uh, a lot of people felt that that extra month was actually like, like really good for squashing a lot of those bugs that the Xbox version had. Yeah. Um, and it fixed some of the frame rate slowdown and stuff. There, there was also some, a lot of unoriginal or uh, unofficial patches that came out uh, that like, that like, cause that's how big like the fan base for this game sort of was. Like, okay. That's kind of, that's a little early for that, right? Like, you know, hot to me, fixes. Yeah, to make, uh, to like make hot fixes yeah, for shit. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it totally is. Which is kind of commonplace nowadays. So like, yeah, that's pretty. That's cool. very true. So, so where does that leave us here, basically? Uh, well, like Kingdoms of Amalur, not million dollars richer, not million dollars richer, not a fridge full of soap and water. Um, uh, yeah, so, my guitar is just normal color. Yeah, <laughs> what's your guitar look like? I bet it's not fucking branded. Yeah, there's no geckos. What golf on it. bag are you packing? <laughs> Vitamin water. Um, so the the retail performance of this game. Obviously, uh, it uh, well not obviously I guess, but we talked about it a little bit. Fell pretty far short of their expectations, uh, yeah. which led to the cancellation of the rest of this trilogy and the Grandma's Boy game, <laughs> including the PSP sequel. I think it was, it was titled uh, Advent Shadow. Fun fact about that: not a sequel. Really? Yeah. I assume that was supposed to be like the Empire Strikes Back of. No, no, no. It was. Um, was that just a? So port? that's the thing. The game ends in like the the God guy the boy meets world guy becomes a god and then he gets pulled in as i always imagine yeah he gets pulled in through a portal right as like everybody in the game is about to die and then there's like this weird god that's just like come with me there's much to be done and then screen fades to black and it says to be continued (laughs) and then the second game was supposed to be a psp exclusive which was the exact same storyline as the first game but you play from the wife's perspective oh yeah huh and then, then, and then there was supposed to be a third game. So I remember when the game ended. Wait, they wanted to make a trilogy of games, and yet these three games weren't a part of. The, two of them weren't a part of the trilogy. No, they. It was. It was the same story retold from another perspective, and then the third game in the trilogy was the two games You're coming from together. The format of a golf bag, trying to complete. <laughs> it, was, it was. It was. 
that one game ended to be continued, the other game to be continued, and then the third game, the storylines meet up, and then it's a finale. Which is an interesting idea. Sure, okay. But then... Didn't matter <laughs> because not because nothing matters. So, so at this point, uh, at this God, point, you were taught such a valuable lesson <laughs> like this, weren't you? <laughs> you got to really learn in 2005. To, uh, so like, uh, Majesco revised its business pretty much into other ventures, uh, and obviously, um, yeah, NBA to, baller beats. Not to mention this million dollar contest uh, would have the million dollar contest would have proven to be pretty difficult for them for their own personal struggles and finances at the time. Majesco wasn't even really doing so hot by the time that they were, like, into doing this. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Do um, you think they just didn't count on anybody winning it? I don't, I don't, I like, don't. No, There's no way that's possible. I, just I think it probably, the, the, the prize money probably came from Sobe. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm. Like, in addition to donating a bunch of dope-ass mini-fridges and guitars, <laughs> they probably also donated uh, money for marketing Yeah, if you purposes. got mini-fridge and fucking, you know, yeah. guitar money, you definitely got a million you know, to throw Majesco around. might not have been doing great, but Sobe was fucking rolling in it. <laughs> dude, for sure, dude. For sure they were rolling in it. You got that early 2000s energy drink money, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> There's not a single kid without a baseball card in his back tire that yeah. didn't roll up to 7-Eleven to buy a survey water that day. <laughs> they, got whole, like, <laughs> they got a whole room full of geckos. Um, so, um, so Advent Rising... Yo, if you're still around, free promo. Uh, send me a mini fridge. Send me, water, and, uh, send me a guitar while you're or out. Or not, we won't release this episode. Yeah, give me my fucking shirt. <laughs> I want a t-shirt. Has a, and some, a hat and some I think gloves. I, I think I said I wanted a small at the time. The size has changed. <laughs> Keep that in mind. Uh, Adam Rising kind of went on to later sort of fade into obscurity. Uh, the game never got remastered or remade, and that cliffhanger, that cliffhanger uh, ending that Austin mentioned will probably never get resolved. Single tier. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but that is where we're going to leave us today with part one of Shady Video Game Contest. Uh, next time I'm going to come back and we have two other stories. They're in some ways like even more insane. So that will actually be like, like this story almost feels quaint compared to uh, one of the other ones where the, the prize was to win a fucking island. <laughs> so uh, that, will, that will be pretty fun to dive into. How much do you think it would cost to fill an island full of super water? <laughs> 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 just you sitting on that island by yourself playing guitar. <laughs> hey, it doesn't sound so bad. <laughs> yeah, but you can only survive for a year because you only have a year's supply of Soviet water. Dude, I'll eat that glass. <laughs> it's got to be some how nutritional much value. Year, how much do you think that they say a year's worth of Soviet water is? What, a year's worth? <laughs> you think, you, do you think that's, you think that's a... 365 a, a bottles. A bottle a day? Yeah, a bottle a day for sure. They want you pumped full of those fucking vitamins, dude. <laughs> You just keep coming back and eating that fucking glass. <laughs> Pretty sure it's mostly. <laughs> they give you four bottles a day because they got a cut from the diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not to mention they're probably in the pocket of big miniature refrigerator. <laughs> so yeah, you know exactly. That I think. Um, what was one of the? What was the other contest we mentioned? I, the, which is going to be really fun. To uh, don't Kira, worry about it. Oh yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. Okay. Yeah, all right. If no, you want sorry, that I remember. juicy content, you better tune yeah, in. Yeah, you better next fucking time. tune in. That let's. His name rhymes with. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fun rhyming that yeah, one. What does that rhyme with? <laughs> 
That's uh, I don't know, but that that guy is an endless stream of stories. They'll find we, out next week. They will, and yeah, and, and yeah, you, yeah. we can make an entire podcast dedicated to just that one man for his promises. And maybe we will eventually. Maybe we can get into to him. That'll be the spinoff. All right, is that it? Yeah, I think that's it for today. Hell yeah! All right, I'll yeah. uh, I'll let you intro out, but just you know, if you want to follow us on social media, if you like all that shit, uh, we're at Hot Button Cast on Twitter. I'm Chris I something on Twitter. Literally, that is the word. It's not like <laughs> wait, is that actually a true? <laughs> yes, handle? Chris yeah. I. That's fucking that brilliant. Something, yeah. All right, just because my lo- last name is. I'm Restart Randy we'll on Twitter. Yeah, and um, I'm Austin Blakesley on Twitter. All right, that's it for me. All right, take it away. Take care, guys. Meh. Nah. <laughs>